it's time to spill the tea. Hi, this is Pastor Nate Pooh. Pew. Pew. And we're going to talk about some spiritual and divine interventions he's faced. Um, so could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. So uh, I am a pastor here in Santiago, Chile. I've been here for uh, about five years. Uh, and I interact a lot with the Nido community, which is how I got to know you guys. Um, and uh, Titi also goes uh, on a regular basis to San Marcos Church, where we are. Um, but yeah, I've been down here for five years and um, have been, been serving in the international community primarily, in the English-speaking community primarily. Nice. So, um, could you tell us about some of your greatest interactions or interventions that's happened? Sure. Yeah. So, probably the, the kind of the, one of the most significant ones was back in 2006. Um, I went to Japan with a baseball team. I played baseball in university, and uh, we went uh, to Japan. We were doing a missions trip, which is basically we were going and playing um, another other other local baseball Japanese baseball teams. And there was a missionary who was there that was, uh, we would help him make contacts with other, um, with some of the, the locals there and get to know them. And so we were kind of a, a conduit or a means for him to get to know people. Because a lot of times in Japanese culture, it can tend to be very closed and isolated and it can be tough to get to know each other sometimes. Uh, and so there was one particular time, we had a group of about 20 of us or so. So you gotta imagine you're in the middle of Tokyo uh, and you got like 20 large white males uh, walking in through Tokyo. It's hard to miss us, right? And we would take the trains to all of our games. So we'd be like pulling these big bags behind us with all of our equipment and everything. So we were a very difficult group to miss. Um, and there was one particular time we were walking through this one train station and this train station had basically, uh, I think it was about six to eight ramps on either side. So it was like a main corridor you'd go down and then on, on the left and on the right there were these ramps that went up on either side, almost like spider's legs. And then they would lead up to um, different plat train platforms. So there were basically four different train lines um, in that station. Um, and we were heading to one of our games, and I was really, really hungry. And so I said, to, I was in the back of the line, and I said to one of my coaches, hey, I really want a Snickers bar. Uh, can I get a Snickers? He was like, yeah, 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 I'll wait with you. So we like dropped to this kiosk, because in Japan they have kiosks where you can get food everywhere. And I'm just waiting in this line. And the line took longer than I thought it was going to take. Um, but we got the Snickers, and the group had went on ahead of us, and they didn't realize that we had went on ahead. They had gone up ahead. And so we run down the hall, the kind of the main corridor, and we don't see them anywhere. So we're like, oh, where are they? So we run up, uh, we run up the first, just like, right, let's go up the first one. So we run up the first rampway, and we get to the top, to the tracks, and we look, and they're all the way at the one, like, four down. We're like, oh, shoot, there they are. Okay, so we run back down run over the, down the corridor, up the next ramp on the very end, and as we come through, the train doors are shutting and the train's pulling away. And we're like, oh shoot. And you gotta remember, this is 2006, so cell phones were just starting to become a thing. Um, English is a little more prevalent now in Japan, but even in 2006, like no one spoke English. And there were no, none of the signs are in English for sure, right? Um, I think, uh, what is it, in Japanese there's like three different scripts, so there's like, all the signs were in at least two of them, but nothing was in English. Um, so we're like, shoot, what do we do? And I'm like, well, I guess the we should get on the next train, and we ride it down, and we see if we can find them. So we get on the next train, and we, we ride it down, uh, and we wait like two, three minutes, get on the next one, ride it down, 
Um, at the first stop, the first stop, the doors open, and my coach and I, our plan was to basically take a step out of the train, look around, because remember, 20 people. We're like, if we see them, we'll get off, and if we don't, hopefully they'll notice we're gone, and they'll have waited, and they're looking for us, and if not, we'll get back on the train. So we go up to the first stop, the doors open, we get off, we like step off, and all of a sudden, this Japanese guy um, with gold teeth, gold chain, red Adidas jack, like tracksuit, right? Three stripes all the way down, red New York Yankees cap, um, and these big, thick green glasses. I'll never forget the guy as long as I live. He, he like pops in front of us. He's like, yo, 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 what y'all looking for? And we were like, uh, completely shocked. We're like, uh, uh, we got separated from our group, and we're just trying to find him. And he's like, nah, don't worry, I got you, I got you, I help you out, Wait, I help you so out. He was not the angel, right? So hold on. So uh, we're like, what the heck? So he gets on, and he's like asking us all these questions, and he's like, so what y'all doing here? And we're like, oh, you know, we're on this trip, you know, and. And I was like, trying to, I felt really awkward and weird because he spoke really good English. And so I was like, what do you do? He's like, I'm a record producer. I go to LA all the time. Like, I'm there back and forth. And um, we're like, ah, cool. And then we roll up to the next stop and he's like, don't get out here. Don't get out here. He's like, I got you. I got you. And we're like, yeah, what? A, okay. I don't believe this guy at all. I think he's nuts. Uh, and so we take a step off, look around. And, uh, and the funny thing was, he never seemed phased that we didn't believe him. Uh, he was just like he was just like letting us do our thing, but he's like, "I got you, I got you," and so we get back on the train, and we and basically this goes for like two, three more stops. Every stop, he's like, "Nah, don't worry, I got you. I tell you where to get off," and we're like, "Okay." And every time we get off, look around, get back on. Finally, it's probably four or five stops later, um, and we're rolling up to him. He's like, "You're gonna get off here. Get off here, right?" And I haven't believed this guy to this point, so I'm not gonna believe him now, you know. He's like, get off right here, get off at this stop. And we're like, okay, whatever. And uh, so the door is open. We put one foot on the platform. My coach and I both look around and we don't see anybody. We turn back around and this dude is gone. Like I'm not, like not like he slipped to another train. Like he is disappeared. He's not there on the train anymore. There was this, like two seconds passed. There's no way he, especially given the way we were talking and everything, he doesn't, he didn't, like go on another train and slide off the train to the platform. Like he is completely gone. My coach and I, we look at each other, like stare at each other, like face to face, like, wait, 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 where did this guy go? And then all of a sudden we hear, Hey guys, look. <laughs> and we turn back around to look at the, tra like look at the platforms again. And a train had just rolled away. And our team is like two more platforms down. There's like 20 of them all waving at us. Like, Hey, what's going on? And my coach and I just look at each other and we're like, okay, I'm not sure what just happened, but that was wild. So to this day, I mean, I guess the way I look at it and I go, the only way I can quantify that is that it was something supernatural, probably an angel. Because like when we got off the train and like you're looking at the train as it rolls away, it's not like, we're like, oh, there's that, there he is, two cars down or whatever. Um, he was gone. That's crazy. So. I think the coolest part is like, you wouldn't envision an angel or like someone sent by God to look like that. Sure, sure, yeah, yeah, definitely. He definitely didn't fit uh, the, uh, the six wings. That's the, right, yeah. Yeah. Well, and there's actually a passage where um, in Hebrews, where Paul, on the book of Hebrews, um, the author Paul, one of the things he talks about is he says some of you have entertained angels without even realizing it. Yeah. 
it says that you need to always be aware, not because you're looking for the angel specifically, but you just never know who you're going to be talking to. <laughs> I definitely didn't think that was that individual was uh, an angel. That was a good story. Yeah. It sounds like you made it up because it sounds like too good. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we're told it. Well, we're told that every single thing you see ought to have a um, rational and uh, recountable reason for occurring, right? But the interesting thing is, is that what you find is these sorts of stories, like the one I've told, or the one you guys are just, even yourselves just shared, is while there isn't necessarily a rhyme or reason, you're retelling another, right? You're retelling the story, you see what I'm saying? So like, why is it that just because I know that two plus two always equals four, that now when I see something that's supernatural, I have to say, oh, that can't be, right? Yeah. Because it's not, it can't be re redemonstrated. Just because you can't redemonstrate it doesn't mean it's not redemonstratable, yeah. right? That, that something outside of this universe could redemonstrate it, and I think there's plenty of evidence to suggest that he does. We, within, uh, within modern ways of reasoning, we don't have a way of quantifying it. But just because you don't have a way of quantifying it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Like God definitely has this huge plan. So why do you think like God sent that man to help you? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I think part like, of it... Did it reassure you in any way? Yeah, we were actually on a really hard trip. Yeah. Um, the trip had not gone well. <laughs> um, but we were, there was... A lot of us were complaining um, because we had had to do a lot of walking. <laughs> we're, we're all suburban, <laughs> white North American kids who are used to like getting in a car and driving everywhere. And in Japan, mm -hmm. you walk a lot of places, take the bus, take yeah. the train a lot of places. A lot of us were complaining, had really bad attitudes. Um, like the Israelites. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like the Israelites. And so I think in that moment, it's kind of one of those things where um, you're being reminded that, um, hey, you're not doing this for you. <laughs> you yeah. know, this isn't about you. This isn't about what you can get out of it. This isn't uh, about making you happy. But you're doing this. You know, Japan, statistically speaking, is um, a, uh, I think it's less than 1% of the total population is Christian. Mm -hmm. um, and we were there as Christians trying to tell people about what we believe. At, least, at the very least, connect other people with, about what we believe. Um, and so, and actually what's really interesting is I actually met a guy about um, five, ten years later. I was at a, someone's house in Philadelphia, and there was this Japanese guy there. And uh, come to find out, he actually had played baseball against one of the teams that we had played against. And he'd actually become a Christian through the missionary that we had helped connect him to. Wow. <laughs> and we were sitting That's there talking, so and he's like, wait, you know Josh Mori? And I was like, uh -huh. yeah, how do you jo know Josh Mori? He's like, oh, I used to play on a baseball team that he would come help out with. And I was like, wait, 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 what was the name of the team? What years did you play for them? And he tells, and I was like, wait, 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 do you remember playing this team from the U.S.? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I was on that team. <laughs> so you never know how, like, God is going to use things that you go end up doing. Yeah. Even from, like, a non-religious perspective, it's crazy to think the amount of encounters people can have with, like, there. I mean, there has to be some kind of higher power something behind everything and to think that you could miss this if you just don't like i think and i think people do believing. see them even non-religious people i think yeah. our hearts we all interact with things i think we um it's just whether or not we choose to attribute it to what you call it that's right like you think about the vast number of people um that do yoga and oh they claim God. to have some sort of spiritual encounter um they would call them many of them would call themselves atheistic um, they wouldn't call themselves necessarily religious. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time. Uh, with the tea. Oh, I gotta get Marcus to say that.
join you. us for the tea. <laughs> next time. No. We hope next episode. We hope you join us next time for the tea.